0: Welcome in into the Triangle podcast here on Couch Guy Sports, couchguysports.com, the network. Subscribe to it uh, on every social media platform possible. You can watch us on Twitter at End of the Triangle. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Find us anywhere you want. Uh, of course, Couch Guy Sports has all the great written content out there, too. So just, just keep, keep an eye on Couch Guy. Keep reading all the great content. Um, Al, day after 4th of July, we're recording here. It's hot as balls outside um al how was your fourth of july my friend it was good spent
1: some time with the girlfriend's family spent some time with some friends and stuff so i was bouncing back and forth party hopping i think i drove for about two hours yesterday total totally. but it was good how was yours was... jared it yes, was good
0: it was good did you wear a mask of course i did i'm not an idiot okay good well a lot of people are right now so we'll just, I'm just yeah i to ask uh, yes, my fourth was good enough. though hung out at the in-laws uh as you all know my wife is nine months pregnant so we were by the pool she's more comfortable in the pool uh had some steak for dinner, craft beer, cornhole. Just kind of a relaxing day, which is nice. We all need it. Um, and now we're back, you know, a couple days after the uh the inaugural couch guy trivia, which me and Nick eh, we did okay. Um you guys Stop. if it wasn't it was if it wasn't for the questions being rigged by some host I will not name, then We would have had a better chance. Uh, Okay, okay. I'm going to stop you right there. No, no,
1: no, no, no. This is not... My name is not going to be slandered. I know who you were trying to infer here. For everybody listening to this, this is what happened. I came up with the questions. Whatever order the order came out to be was who I was going to ask the questions to. Mm -hmm. Just so happens that Couch Guy Sports Podcast had the third question every round. Not my fault. And for the record, I gave them the easiest Patriots question in the world, and they didn't get it. So shame on them. And they also missed a question... In which Nick Qualia was at the actual game.
0: So yep. I can't be that one. I don't give him all. any slack for. I don't give him any slack for that one because after he said that he was at the game, I was upset with him. I was also upset with him because every single question that we got right, other than the bonus round, was your truly here. We had what four points sure. in the regular regular round, and it was all and me. And I think you had, had s- all. Of them. I had all of them. Somebody forgot to ask if we wanted to double down that round, which I was saving for the Celtics questions, so I would have had a couple extra points because I got all those right. But hey. So Still would have kept me out of fourth place, so it's fine. So, so that's fair. I did forget to
1: ask you to double one round, and you would have lost by six points instead of seven points. But, but I had, you know, would have had
0: a chance to come in third and not fourth.
1: Yeah, no, you wouldn't have. We
0: I didn't. We only missed third by like a point or two.
1: No, 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 no. You missed by a couple points, but uh, whatever. Point is, very successful. Looking to do more in the future. You might see into the triangle at some point. Teaming up too, so maybe we'll take if home the, the case, hardware.
0: Nick Qualia might have to host, um, but oh, yes, because like- <laughs> yeah, you can't if you're doing it with me, unless I'm pulling Nick and then there's no point in calling it into the triangle. Um, no, this is- but yeah, we have a lot to talk about, a lot going on the network. We've had some conversations behind the scenes of other things that are about to come out and happen. Um, so there's a lot going on, especially because we're all been sitting on our asses doing nothing during quarantine. So we've had time to put some effort into this more than more time than we've had before because we're, I'm Very not at a day job. Neither is Nick. Neither are you. So exactly. we have time to do things. We can jump into it. There's, there's not a ton to talk about. I don't expect this to be a super long show, out, But um, there's a few things I want to get to. One of them being just the COVID situation in general. Um, and we can start there. So there's been more positive tests. Felix Hernandez tested positive. He's not playing. David Price opted out of the season altogether, which we're going to get to in a second altogether. But there's been more and more positive tests. And now baseball's yep. basically trying to say, like, hey... We knew these tests were coming to get people back together. Was the more tests we do, the more positive tests they are going to take care of themselves, and they'll be good to go for the season. Do you buy that, Al? Do you think it can still work? Because every day you're hearing more and more of these stars testing positive. Some of them are even backing out of the season. Um, the Red Sox have an interesting setup, right? We talked about this before the show. Like Right now they're not training necessarily all at the same times. Um, some of their players, we saw Michael Chavis put out a video. Him and Verdugo are sharing a locker room. They, they converted some of the suites at Fenway for the two of them to share. Lock. It's all decked out. It's pretty nice actually set up for them. But that's that. I'm keeping players socially distanced. Can that work? Will that work? It seems like the players are buying in a lot. They're all wearing their masks. They're all wearing them working out. Mike Trout, is a picture out there of him running around, taking infield BP with a mask on. Um, I wish people would pay attention because the rest of the world should be wearing masks and they're not. There's videos over the holiday of like freaking people in Michigan at the lakes just partying hard of oh, a sandbar raging all together, dance party, like nothing's happening. I'm like, guys- How no about in your wanna... home
1: state of New Hampshire? I think there was a picture of uh, Lake Winnipesaukee. There were a bunch yep. of people the, just crammed sand, the, in
0: this sand, sandbar at Lake Winnipesaukee and that's a combination of New Hampshire people, mass people, transplants. Like there's a whole lot of things going on right now because it's the middle of the summer. It's July 4th. No one wanted to care. You all idiots are the reason why my my newborn in a few months is not going to in a few weeks here is not going to be able to have a holiday with their family because this is all going to ha- go to shit. But that's not something I want to talk that's about. So sad. And really, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I've been thinking about it relating to baseball. Yes. Does this work? Can it work because of everything that's been going on? or is, I mean, we've talked about all professional sports and other podcasts here, but like specifically baseball, does their plan work? Will it work? Will they start a season and will they finish a season?
1: I don't think it can anymore because you have all these rosters. I mean, you have the 25-man rosters. You have the 60-man you know, pool of players that you can select from. That's just more chances to get infected with it. And, I mean, you think about it too. Some of the other names, Jared, that you didn't even mention, Freddie Freeman, the Atlanta Braves, he has COVID. DJ LeMahieu got tested yep. positive for it. So the question remains, how, how much longer is the MLB willing to let this go through? And as yep. far as like Chavis and Verdugo goes, yeah, you're only two people. You're They kept the locker socially distant. Like, I get that. But you still have a chance to contract COVID. So it's yeah. like, how much longer? Basketball is a little different because basketball, you only have 13 total players, whereas baseball, you're having almost double that. And then obviously, the other players in the pool you we were talking about. So I, I just don't know how it's going to work. I think you're going to see more people, like we talked about with David Price, Felix Hernandez, are that are going to be opting out now. Mike Trout and Buster Posey. Both even said that they still feel uncomfortable with it. So I don't know how it's going to work, but hopefully yeah. it does for the sake of entertainment.
0: I mean, if they have a season, it'd be great. We want baseball from the Red Sox point of view. We mentioned this last week. They need a game to be played to make the to not have next year be the same situation. Money wise, we've talked about that. But like for the players, they all want to play. And a lot of these players are going to play. A lot of these players need the paycheck. Like it's the stars that are opting out because they don't need to get paid. They can afford it. Um, and so when you look at some of these stars hesitating, I totally get the hesitation and I'll never bash like David Price. I won't bash David Price for opting out. And now he's even said it. He's like, it's not worth the risk for me. I have my kids. I have my family. He's out, which from a Red Sox point of view, if you want to talk about David Price for a second, it's great. You, you don't owe him money this year because he's not going to play. His contract still counts. He just voids it because he's not playing. He, he's voluntarily saying, I don't want to play. So the Dodgers don't have to pay him now. That's something that's intriguing because then it looks like, okay, you as a Red Sox organization, you did better with the Mookie Betts trade. Now the Price isn't going to play with them this year, and he's a free agent after this. So now it looks like he's not going to have to play under the Red Sox money anymore. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, And for me, like COVID aside, the Red Sox have issues already, and then you have to worry about, okay, well, am I going to have – Erod today to start because are you going to have COVID? Okay, well right. it's Erod's day to start, but he's got COVID, so now the worst guy on the bullpen. You know what I mean? Like, there's already yeah. issues, and then you have to worry about. Okay, well whoever doesn't, whoever has the least amount of COVID cases is going to be good, right? So and and going crazy. back to the going back to the trade for a second, the Dodgers Red Sox trade with Mookie Betts, for
1: dugo and stuff. Like you just said, David Price isn't pitching this year; doesn't cost the Red Sox anything. Saves him six million. Mookie Betts plays a couple months, and then he's a free agent. And the thing, Jared, that nobody's talking about. Alex Verdugo is healthy. Like yep. he's going to be playing this year. Like that was a big thing. People were wondering, are his injuries going to keep him from playing? And now we see he's healthy. So right
0: now, Red Sox are looking pretty good in that trade. You're right. And the big knock on that trade was, oh, your, your big return is damaged goods. Like that was all we heard was one. No one knows who Verdugo is outside of LA, which I mean, I get that different coasts, but people who knew who he was, was okay. That's all you got for Rookie because he's hurt and he won't even be able to play. Well, if you watched him p- before he got hurt, kid can hit the crap out of the ball, and he's pretty good defensively. And this guy's idol David Ortiz specifically. He's mentioned this. They met at spring training. This dude, like, is a perfect fit for being in a- at Fenway, and he's a lot cheaper and younger. So then you have him now healthy, ready to go for 60 games. He's not, they're, they're not expected to have to hold him back at all. That's awesome. And now, it looks, just like you said, it makes the trade look even better because now you have the Red Sox who, yeah, aren't going to have Mookie Betts. It sucks. But you have a healthy Alex Verdugo. You still have some people, the lineup who can mash, and you know what? Yeah, your pitching sucks, and you're not going to win a World Series this year. But you're going to have some product in the next year, as long as games get played, which I think they will. You're going to have something decent even more next year because they'll they'll have the money to spend.
1: And this team is not going to be a 15 and 45 or a 20 and 40 team. They have the offense to at least go over 500. We were talking about them what going 35 and 25, maybe? Yeah, just on their offense alone.
0: And if they're pitching surprises us, you might win a couple more games out of it. So right. I don't expect them to not make the playoffs. Like, they'll be a playoff team. Their offense is really good. Um, we'll talk about him in a second, but J.D. Martinez is on a contract year with uncertainty around it. So, like, that's something that you expect him to come in and have a big season. Um, so you as a team, COVID, yes, is scary as hell. And some of these players have it. And some of these players are afraid to get it. But they're all ready to go. They're all going to play it. Renicky even said he expects no one really to opt out. Um, he expects the Red Sox team to be here in full um but when you when you look at the david Price you know situation, a star like that opting out, Alan I'm curious if you think that you're gonna see more of these stars behind follow suit because he is really the biggest name to date to opt out of this season. There's been other ones like Felix Hernandez, yes, but like he's on the back nine right he he's he was kind of a reclamation project this year um right. to get back on the mound anyway. David Price is a full-fledged ace. He was supposed to be at the top end of the rotation for the Dodgers to help them win a World Series and finally get over the hump. And he's like, nah, screw him out. I'm not playing for you.
1: Well, also think about this too, Jared. And I mentioned it a couple minutes ago. Mike Trout literally came out and said, I feel uncomfortable because I'm having a kid just like you are. I'm having a kid come into this world. And with everything going on, I'm still very uncomfortable with it. So when you have pretty much the face of baseball, because let's face it, Mike Trout's the the face of baseball.
0: Best player in baseball.
1: best player in baseball, most well-known, he's the star, whatever. For him to come out and say, I'm pretty uncomfortable, that's going to have a few on-edge players be like, "Eh, "It might be leaning toward, you know, sitting this year out. And you're not only seeing it in baseball, you're seeing it in other sports too, like basketball and stuff like that. Look at how many people in the NBA are sitting out right now. And especially in the MLB where you're, like I said, you're around more people and have more chance to catch it. There's no need to risk it, especially for two months, especially if you're on a team – obviously not like the Red Sox, but if you're on like the Marlins or
0: something like that, where you What's don't the really What's have the to risk ins-
1: or why the Orioles, like why take the risk?
0: Why worth it? Yeah. And, and you mentioned like other sports, like um, one in particular Lakers, right? Title contender, Avery Bradley, big piece of what they've been doing. He's like, I'm out. I'm not going right. to do that. They bring in somebody else, J.R. Smith, but it doesn't matter. Celtics even keep it here. Local Gordon Hayward has a kid coming. He's already made Poirier it publicly. Too. He's already, he's already made it publicly known Gordon Hayward and Gordon Hayward's obviously a bigger deal than Poirier, but right. Gordon Hayward. I'm leaving no matter what happens if my kid, one of my kids, born, and that's later in the playoffs if that happens because I know they've been talking about like if they go far enough for it to matter, he's going to leave. Well, that means he there is a deep playoff run, and and that means Gordon Hayward then has to quarantine as soon as they come back. Like for it's like almost like 20 days before he can step back on the court. That's a whole playoff series. Like yeah. he literally has already said, I'm not risking it. I'm missing. I'm not missing the birth of my child for this. So. What if the Celtics are in a big playoff run? Are we going to sit here and bash him for that? Same with the Red Sox. What if down the road, JD Martinez contracts it or something happens with his family that someone else gets it. Are we going to crap on him for leaving to deal with that? Right? Like that's where we're at right now. And I think what we kind of mentioned earlier in the show, the team with the least amount of COVID cases, either them or family wise are going to be the ones who are better. If it's a close knit group, like, if it's Yankees-Astros, right? Two of the best teams in the league. If the Yankees start getting injuries or COVID-related stuff and the Astros don't, I'm going to pick the Astros because they're not going to have players lost. And that's what's right. going to happen. So it's it's a crazy situation that I don't know if it, all the pro sports really realize what they're getting themselves into with this. Um, and good on the players to kind of stand hold and say, I'm willing to give it a shot, but I'm out if anything is sketchy. Or like, I'm uncomfortable. Mike Trout, like you said, if Mike Trout can say, I'm uncomfortable with this. David Price is already out. Who's who's to say maybe Freeman's next? Freddie right? has it. So like, who's to say maybe it's like I'm not worth it? Like I'm just not gonna. St- I'm not playing. Well, there's there's not, only,
1: of- not only that too. Who's the Braves manager? I forget. I forget his name off the top of my head.
0: Is it um, what's Brian? I, forget, uh, I forgot the name off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, but the Braves manager came out and said like Freddie Freeman's feeling the symptoms. Like he's not feeling great. It's gonna take him a while. So if someone like JD, who's a little older. I mean, granted, these guys are in phenomenal shape, but even so, it goes to show that even if you get COVID, just because you're young doesn't mean you're going to get over it right away and you're going to be scot-free after that. So if somebody yep. like J.D. Martinez or Rafael Devers or Xander Bogarts catches it, and then they feel the symptoms after that, how is that gonna, that's going to affect the Red Sox team for the long term and any other team, essentially.
0: Exactly. exactly. Brian Snicker is the Braves manager. Um, right, right, right. Thank you. So, yeah, I couldn't think of either. I looked it up. But so the the COVID itself is causing a lot of issues, um, and that's something we've talked about. One other thing, Red Sox related. Obviously, David Price sucks. Obviously, I would would have I was rooting for him and Mookie because I knew the Red Sox weren't going to win a title. I would have loved to see them win another title. But David Price isn't playing. That's happening. We know other players can opt out. JD Martinez has well spoken said he's excited to be back. Michael Chavis today spoke and was like a little kid in a candy shop, like super jacked up to play baseball again. One thing I want to focus on toward. And we're gonna wrap up the show because again, short show today, folks. Sorry, deal with it. Uh, um JD <laughs> Martinez, JD Martinez spoke today and initially he said, you know, um it's great, it's great to be back. It's definitely concerning, like we're doing everything that we can, and it's definitely gonna be a league of whoever has the le- least amount of COVID cases. That's really kind of what he said too. He leaned towards it. But one thing non COVID related, someone asked him about, about the universal DH in the NL mm-hmm. and he came out and said and, and so it, they were trying to gear him down the way of like, hey, is it going to help your free agency? Right. Because of course yep. it would. And he even said, he's like, of course, I've thought about it. Like, it, it's my future. Um, he was like, and it
1: opens up 16 more jobs. for. He, he was like, six, he's, he,
0: he's like, of course, I want the universal DH. It's 16 more opportunities for me to play at a higher level. Um, now I want to ask you, does him basically saying that out loud now confirm every, everybody's talking about that? He's probably not here past this year, especially if there is a universal DH next year. Oh, he's 100% gone. Not even not even a question. If J.D. Martinez was
1: hell-bent on staying with the Boston Red Sox for the rest of his career, he'd be saying, oh, we'll see what happens, maybe I'll explore my options, but I'm happy in Boston, I'm happy to be here in Boston. But I also think part of it, too, has to do with the fact that your best player is now playing in L.A., and then also probably won't be coming back in free agency because he's going to go to the top bidder. I think Mookie Betts being here, and I think, honestly, Alex Cora being here, too. You have yeah. Betts and Cora in the equation, I think that helps J.D., make his decision a little easier with staying, especially since the Red yep. Sox were his favorite team growing up. But yep. now he's starting to get into the business side and he's in his thirties and he's realizing, okay, this might be my last chance to get a three, four year contract for big money. So if the Red Sox aren't going to give it to me, I'm going to go out and see in the national league where they're going to implement the universal DH rule. I'm sorry for both leagues. But anyways, if you're in the national league and they give and the Mets, give you a five year, you know, hundred million dollar deal. And the Red Sox give you mm-hmm. a four year 60 million dollar deal, which one's JD gonna take? It's gonna take the Mets deal. It's gonna take the bigger money.
0: And he's won the ring. That's the thing. It's like people are like, oh, well, he he can win here if they build around him. He's got his World Series. They brought him here to do what he did. He mashed in the World Series. They were the best team all year in 2018. And he's Dave Dombrowski's guy. That's why he was here. Dave Mm -hmm. Dombrowski's no longer here. Heim Bloom wants his thing. There's other guys in the system that can mash too. Like Dahlbeck's coming up. He can hit the crap out of the ball. Chavis is in your lineup. Devers is here to stay. All these guys can hit. Like I'm not saying you wouldn't love to have JD long term, but necessarily do you need him when you're rebuilding anyway? No, like no, I don't think it's something absolutely. that you absolutely need to pay. But if you look at the NL teams, right? Like, wouldn't the Braves be a perfect fit? A team that would love some veteran leadership. They're a team that all their guys play their positions. Their DHs are kind of rotated. What if he goes to the Braves? That they instantly become another offensive powerhouse, even more than they already are, because now you have a guy that doesn't have to take anyone's spot in the field to play. He just slots into the extra spot. Everybody in the NL has an advantage because they're all basically gaining an extra position that they're not used to having. And and whoever's going to get J.D. is going to be the winner of all this because he's going to be the most coveted guy on the market offensively next year. And the Red Sox aren't going to pay him because there's no need to.
1: And not only that, too, not even Atlanta. There's another team out there that I think J.D. would be a real interesting fit on, San Diego. Because San Diego's a team that's willing to go out. They've spent money on guys like Eric Hosmer, Machado, obviously. Machado. So so they and they have a young core with Tatis and every and everybody coming up like that yep. team's on the rise. You throw j d in there a veteran hitter that can hit right in the middle of your lineup and just be the d h like you said Jared i mean that's that's a team that's going to go up and but I think we both agree after this year j d is gone he's off yep. the books, and the Red sox have to start at square one with d h besides he's an he's an outfield liability, let's just call it like it is he's not oh, a good of course outfielder yeah. so Go out and get another outfielder. You have money to spend as long as the season happens. The luxury tax resets. You can go out and spend money next offseason. Yep. Let yep. him go if he wants to yep. stay. Great. Work out a deal. If not, bomb yep. voyage.
0: And you know he's not playing outfield this year because you have you got Verdugo, so you know he's going to be your everyday. Pilar is basically going to pl- platoon with JB- JBJ. So, and then you have Benintendi. Um, Benintendi is going to be your everyday player. So you know that them bringing in Pilar just tells you they don't want him to play the outfield. He doesn't. I don't think. At this point, he probably doesn't want to play the outfield as much. If he's already talking about the universal DH and saying how it's going to help him, like he knows he's not an outfielder anymore. Um, and we, you saw it; he was an abysmal every time he goes out there for the Red Sox. It's not, it's not pretty, um, <laughs> and it's not as. I mean, he he used to be a good outfielder. Like I used to love him out there, but now yeah, he that's just can't a do really
1: it. nice way of putting it. Too, that's a really yeah. generous oh, way of
0: putting it. Hundred percent. I I think he's he's a DH for the rest of his career. I expect him to have a big year this year. I do. Um, And I fully expect to see him make money next year, despite probably not everyone making money. He's going to make less. Everyone's going to make less than they were. Like Mookie Betts will not make as much as he expected to because of everything that's happening. Less gates, all that kind of stuff. So I expect those numbers to be lower. Um, One other thing I want to talk about with JD is that he did mention he's been hitting for the last month, like three or four days a week. And then he mentioned, he's like, we all feel the pitchers are going to have a leg up versus the hitters through all of this. Do you agree with that? Yes, because obviously it's this
1: summer camp is basically spring training. And not only that, Jared, it's a little bit less than a regular spring training. Because think about it. The pitchers and catchers report usually in February. You get started late February, early March, and you have a month. These guys have two weeks, maybe three at the most. So I, I just don't think that's sufficient enough time. But let's let's think about this. Are we really surprised that J.D. Martinez has said he's been hitting three, four days a week for the last month or so? No. like no, it's, it's not surprised a surprise. He never stopped. I, I know. That's, the, that's the honestly more the surprise, because he is the one, of, one of the most hardworking hitters and uses everything in his toolbox, literally a toolbox that he has, of just yep. hitting Gadsden Gizmos to help him become one of the best hitters in the MLB at the DH yeah. spot.
0: Yeah, he's a self-made hitter. He's done all the work. He's dug it in for sure, and I think I agree to a sense. Now, do I think the pitchers are going to have a little bit of a disadvantage? Because you know what? It takes a lot more effort to bring up the arm strength. And and, and so, like, initially, you might see the hitters having more of an advantage because the arm strength might not necessarily be there. Like, how many pitchers are throwing bullpens at home in quarantine? Like, it's a lot easier to get hitting working off a machine or off a tee to get your mechanics right in quarantine in isolation than it needs to throw a bullpen to right. get your arm strength up. So I agree with them in long term. I think overall, the the delay in the short training camp now for spring training to delay here. Like I think overall it's going to help the pitchers cause it's going to be a lot quicker for them to ramp back up now that they have their coaches back. But initially first few games here, you're going to see it. Pitchers are going to struggle because their arm strengths aren't going to be where they need to be. Agreed. I mean, uh, that's, I, yeah, there's not more, there's not much more you can say about that. Agreed. And I, and I, yeah. And I think that's a big part of it too. Um, all right, we can wrap it there. One thing we didn't talk about, we don't really need to, Tanaka got nailed in the head. I, I was
1: i was literally about to say at the end, throw it in there. Prayers up, Masahiro Tanaka taking a line drive to the head against Giancarlo Stanton, which surprisingly, Giancarlo Stanton hit a baseball. That, well, it was a fastball, too, down the middle, so I guess.
0: Yeah, everybody gets it was lucky, an
1: easy one. It was. But obviously, prayers out to Masahiro Tanaka from Red Sox Nation. Nobody wants to see anybody go through that. That's so tough. But it was reported that... Tanaka walked off under his own willpower. He's yep. doing fine. He came out on Twitter and said, "I'm doing okay. Hopefully, I'll be out there in the next few days. So, we'll see what yeah. happens." But it's, it's obviously scary. Yeah.
0: yeah, he got lucky for sure. They, but he was released from the hospital. He's resting. He's he's getting he's getting back to health, and um, they expect him back there. Good news for Yankee fans. Not so great news for Red Sox fans if it's baseball related. But hey, you obviously don't want you don't want someone to not get banged in the head and not have to pitch again. So, um, have you ever been all the best to the line drive? Okay. No, I don't ever want to. Yeah, I've been. I, I have. I have been hit in the face with like. Because I used to play first base, I have been hit in the face with like a ball that bounced up off my chest and like. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's not fun. But yeah, not no, straight to the head.
1: No, I've had that. I've had a bat hit me in the head, and I've had balls hit me in the head. It's it's not fun. It's not fun at all.
0: Scary. It's scary. It's it it's is. definitely scary. Um, on that happy, joyful note, uh, <laughs> into the Tri- into the triangle podcast, of course, into the triangle on Twitter, rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, please, and thank you uh listen to us anywhere keep an eye on the youtube channel we're going to start posting the videos of these shows on youtube channel couch guy sports as well as other shows that are getting added and uh, other podcasts are going to start putting all their stuff on there too so it won't just be mine and nick's face there anymore you'll get i'm, I'm sure you're all getting sick of our mugs after a while so um it'll, it'll, we're, 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 we're adding more stuff to the youtube channel so definitely go hit the subscribe button there too um it's fun it's always fun. It's always a
1: pleasure to be on with you, Mr. Scally. But yeah, like Jared said, check everything out. Check out all the podcasts. Take it or leave it. Small State Big Takes, Legends Lingo, Couch Guy Sports Podcast, The Rafters, Couch Guy Hollywood. You name it, they're on there. I know I'm missing one, but sorry if I missed you. Whatever.
0: And but we'll um, I'll just drop a little hint. Verbally committed. Just, there you go. Just search the network on Twitch. That's all I'll say. Just just open up the Twitch machine. Search the network. You'll start seeing things drop there sooner rather than later too. Into the Triangle Podcast, Couch Guy Sports, Al, Jared. We'll be back next week, hopefully with some more content. Talk soon. See you guys.